For the next 31 days on the FCPA Compliance Report, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. Using communications to foster your compliance brand. Our next lesson on compliance communications comes from best-selling authors James Patterson and David Baldacci, and it is about your compliance brand. I had always thought of your brand as the image customers has, have of your business. It should be strategic and intentional. For a corporate compliance function, it might mean something along the lines of doing business ethically and in compliance. It could mean creating an effective compliance program that enhances business efficiency and that gives or drives greater profitability. It could mean driving an ethical culture to the very heart of your business. However, Patterson and Baldacci discuss a brand in a very different manner than the way I was thinking about your brand and branding. They said your brand is not an image, but it is about your relationship with your stakeholders. For an author, this means your readers. For these writers, it means that you deliver what your readers expect, and if you are going to go in a different direction, it is important to let your readers know that you are doing something different so that they will, so if they pick up a Baldacci or a Patterson, the book will be something other than a thriller or murder mystery that you are expecting. This is a critical concept for the CCO or compliance professional and the relationship you have with a wide variety of stakeholders, all of whom are critical to your success. If you begin to think of your personal brand as a compliance professional and your corporate compliance program as a relationship with you with these stakeholders, you begin to see things in a very different light. What are some of these relationships? Obviously, as a corporate compliance professional, with your, you have a relationship with your customers who are most generally described as employees in an organization. Are you Dr. No from the land of no, or are you a trusted partner who will not only protect the employees from running afoul of such laws as the FCPA, but will help facilitate the business process so it is much more efficient and allows the company to do business more quickly and efficiently. Are you present to respond to inquiries? Does your corporate compliance function respond to your employee base in a timely manner? Do your due diligence processes seem to go on forever, or are they done quickly and efficiently? In short, are you present to prevent, detect, and remediate from the compliance perspective? What about the board of directors, the audit and compliance committees on the board? Obviously, you will make reports to these groups, but what is your relationship with them? What do they expect from you and do you deliver it consistently with no surprises? The question might be, how do you develop a relationship with them? Billy Jacobson, when he was CEO at Weatherford International, explained that having a personal relationship was critical to his role. I asked him how he developed a personal relationship with someone who did not domicile in the city he worked. Jacobson said when the chairman of the board was in town, he would try to get together for a cup of coffee or lunch so he could visit in an informal atmosphere and they could develop a relationship. This relationship facilitated the quarterly meetings where he made formal presentations so there were no surprises to the board. It also facilitated conversations between the audit committee meetings and more formal board presentations. What about the relationships with other senior management, such as the heads of finance, human resources, internal controls, legal, data security, and information? Or Russ Berlin, Chief Integrity and Risk Officer at Aventive Technologies, LLC. The key was pizza. Berlin said that he bought lots of pizza for information meetings or after hours and re weekend work sessions he put in with other members of senior leadership. Berlin found this was a way to thank these folks in a manner they not only appreciated, but was rarely used in the corporate world. 
Yet Berlin is the first to make clear that a CCO must develop on corporate compliance to establish and deliver and maintain a relationship with those at the senior management level. What is your rapport with the business relationships your company has in operations and supply chain? Have you traveled to meet your top 10 commercial sales agents globally? Do you know your organization's internal joint venture partners? Have you traveled to their locations to personally provide input on compliance training? If not, would they even know how to get in touch with you if an issue arose? Finally, as a compliance professional, what is your relationship to the international compliance community? Are you giving of your time and talents to have a relationship with the internal, international com- community of compliance practitioners? Do you attend compliance conferences? Do you participate through speaking or writing with one of the compliance professional organizations? If you are a senior compliance professional, are you mentoring younger compliance professionals? While there are other groups you may have a relationship with as a compliance professional, looking at this from the perspective of Baldacci and Patterson, you begin to see the corporate compliance brand and your own personal brand in a very different light. It is one which I think can help you to be both more effective as a compliance professional and lead to more professional opportunities, not only for yourself, but for those that you might help mentor. So what are today's three key takeaways? Number one, how do you define your compliance brand? It was really an eye-opener for me to hear Patterson and Baldacci both say your brand is your relationship with your stakeholders. Obviously, as a compliance professional, you have many and multiple stakeholders. What is your relationship with them? Do you deliver to them what they expect? And if it's going to be the unexpected, what do you do? Two, what is your relationship with these stakeholders and have you created that relationship? Obviously important. And number three, as a CEO or compliance professional, you can draw lessons from a wide variety of other corporate disciplines to help you improve your compliance program going forward. So sit down and have a cup of coffee with those folks. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'd like to thank you again for joining me for this episode of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program around business ventures. And I hope you will join me for our next episode tomorrow. This podcast series on 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.